Turn your Bibles. We're going to be in the 90th Psalm. 90th Psalm. And as you're turning there, a duck, a skunk, and a deer went out to dinner at a restaurant one night. When it came time to pay, the skunk didn't have a cent. The deer didn't have a buck, so they put the meal on the duck's bill. So there you have it. And if you see those three coming into a restaurant, I would not recommend staying there. Amen. So on this last day of December, this last day of the year, we are absolutely going to say goodbye to 2023. Amen. And we look forward to all that the Lord has planned for us in this new year, in 2024. And this morning, I want to spend our time in the 90th Psalm. Now, the 90th Psalm is a little unique, and it happens to be the oldest Psalm, and it's written by Moses. Now, Psalm 90, let's start reading right at verse 1. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man into dust, into destruction, and you say, Return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like a sheep. In the morning they are like grass which grows up. In the morning it flourishes and grows up. In the evening it is cut down and it withers. For we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we are terrified. You have set, before, uh, you have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all of our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. The days of our lives are seventy years, and if by reason of strength they are eighty years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as a fear of you, so is your wrath. Verse 12. So teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. This last verse is the heart of this psalm. Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Not only is it the heart of this psalm, but it's also the heart of this message today. And, and I want to point out two quick points here before we really get into the meat of the message. I want us to understand that an event that causes us to stop and reflect on our lives has a purpose and was allowed to occur for a reason. We all need to take inventory on how we are spending our days. A day is like a dollar, right? It can be spent wisely or foolishly. But once it's spent, we can never spend it again. Amen? Secondly, we need to understand that we are in a spiritual battle over our heart every single day. We must watch over our heart 
and make sure we don't just let anything in. Amen? We need to ask ourselves, what is this going to do to my heart? Whatever we encounter every single day, we need to ask that question. What is this going to do to my heart? You know, what would happen if we prayed every day? We said, Lord, help me to measure my days and let me ask each instance, each encounter that I have, what will this do to my heart? I believe our days would become abundantly richer. Amen. So the first thing I want us to consider this morning is teach us. Verse 12, so teach us. God does not want us to rush through life at the speed of light with our lives just cluttered with things that have zero eternal value. Amen? And on the flip side, God also does not want us to crawl through life at a turtle's pace completely empty either. God's desire is for us to live each day with a purpose. Amen? With a purpose. We're not here just to take up space on this big, uh, you know, uh, ball of dirt. God has a unique plan. He has a unique purpose for each and every one of us. And each day that we live, we ought to contribute something towards that purpose. Did you ever think about that? How many can say that I have done that every single day, every day of my life, I have contributed something to that purpose that God has intended for me? None of us, right? Not one of us can say we've done that every single day. So we got a lot of catching up to do, amen? You say, okay, pastor, how do I start? First and foremost, don't trust in me. Don't trust in this church. Don't trust in anyone except for God alone. Amen? That's the first step. We must put all of our faith, all of our trust in God and God alone. How do we do this? Well, we do this by obeying him, by simply following his word. Amen? It's that simple. Trust and obey. That simple song we, you know, we learned when we were little guys. Secondly, We need to get our heart and our attitude in tune with God. Amen? How do we do this? Well, it comes back to verse 12. We do this by allowing him to teach us. Teach us. This is an attitude of both acknowledging a need and also a display of humility. Let me, let me explain. What happens when we ask somebody to teach us? Two things happen. First, we acknowledge the fact that we have a need, that we lack something. Amen? And secondly, we display humility. You say, Pastor, what do you mean? Well, because we're saying that we don't know everything. Now, keep that a secret because that's going to come as a shock to my wife, okay? So keep that one between us. We don't know everything. We're saying that you know something that I don't, and I humble myself to be taught. Amen? So there's a lot of meat in that little part of that verse. So teach us, acknowledging two great things. And this is how we get our heart. This is how we get our attitude right with God. 
God wants to teach us every single day if we have the right heart attitude. Amen? God's desire is for us to grow in grace, to grow in the, in the, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He wrote that in here. Do you know that? Right? That's his desire for us. How are we sanctified? Through the word. Amen? God tells us that we are sanctified through his word, and we need to get into it until it gets into us. Amen? Teach us, Lord. Second thing I want us to consider, not just teach us, but what? Teach us to number our days. So once we get, our, get the right heart attitude and we're ready to learn, what exactly is it that God wants to teach us? That's the key, isn't it? It's right here. So teach us to number our days. What exactly does that mean? Simply put, it means to use our time wisely. Lord, teach us to use the time that you have blessed us with wisely. That's as simple as it gets. Now, I want to throw out a word of caution here. If we fail to use our time wisely for the Lord, that is an act of disrespect to him. Amen? God has given us a set amount of time. He's given us a purpose. And when we waste that time, that's disrespecting God. Amen? Let's go back to verse 1 in this 90th Psalm. It says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place. What is a dwelling place? Well, it's the place where we live, right? And in particular here in the 90th Psalm, he's talking about a place of comfort, a place of safety, a place of shelter. And Moses is declaring, he says, Lord, you have been our place of comfort. You have been our safety. You have been our shelter. For how long? For all generations. How many generations? Oh, we know the definition of all, right? All generations. God is not a Johnny-come-lately or a passing fad, amen? God is immutable. There's a big theological word for you, isn't it? Immutable. What does that mean? That means God is incapable of changing. He can't change. That's who he is. God is immutable. People change, but God is constant. He is unchanging generation after generation after generation. Malachi 3.6, God says, I am the Lord. I do not change. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And then 1 Peter 1.25 says, the word will endure forever. Plain and simple. God is immutable. He does not change. Now, we are to ask God to teach us to number our days. That is to use our time wisely for his purpose. Go to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. 
See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord for our lives, that's our purpose. Amen? We need to make the most of our time, that little bit of time that God gives us on this earth, on this side of eternity, we need to make the most of that time for God. And how do we serve God most efficiently here on this side of eternity? By serving what? Each other. Amen? The way that we serve God on this side of eternity is is through serving each other. Serving each other, putting others' needs before our needs. And sadly, many times it takes a tragedy in our life to get us to change, doesn't it? We've seen that script played over and over, haven't we? It takes a tragedy to get us to to prioritize things differently, to get us to truly number our days. These tragedies, they come in many different forms. They can be physical tragedies, financial, tragedies in our relationships. I remember a few years back, There's this uh, small country singer named Tim McGraw. Maybe you've heard of him. Well, he recorded a song called Live Like You Are Dying. Most of you are probably familiar with that song. But he recorded it in in memory of his dad. His dad was a major league baseball pitcher, Tug McGraw, actually pitched for the Phillies. Threw the last pitch in the 1980 World Series when the Phillies won. But he recorded this song in remembrance of his dad who passed away from brain cancer. The song talks about how that, that, that tragedy of cancer changed his dad's perspective on life. How it made him uh, put his priorities straight. Too often, God has to knock us flat on our back in order to get us to do what? To look up, Right? But if we have respect for God, then we're going to look into his word to teach us how to number our days. Amen. That's given God the utmost respect that he deserves. Most of us, we've heard that expression, right? Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Amen. Well, that Lord willing part is a very biblical truth that we, uh, we actually find it in the book of James. Amen? And it's a very underused expression, but it contains the utmost respect for God. Did you ever think about that? Lord willing. It teaches us to look through a godly perspective and acknowledge that God is indeed working in our lives. Amen? I'll meet up with you tomorrow, Lord willing. I'll see you next week, Lord willing. Very biblical truth. It's also very underused. Let's go back to uh, verse 2 in our original text in the 90th Psalm. 
before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to dust, to destruction, and say, return, O children of men. What we see here is a contrast. In contrast to God who is eternal, who is ever existent, our lives are short and frail, amen? As we shall return to the very dust from which we were created. And this is a forgotten truth. We've lost our sense of urgency to live for God in these last days. For too many Christians today, their lives have become no different from those of the unsaved except for that one hour on Sunday morning when they come to church. It's a sad reality. I'm not saying just in our church, I'm saying in the Christian community in general. Amen? Verse 4. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. We need to understand that God is not bound by time. There are no clocks in heaven. Amen? A thousand years to God is absolutely nothing. God is saying it's like a yesterday which flew by or a watch in the night. A typical Jewish watch was four hours. Nothing. A vapor. God does not measure time in minutes, hours, years, decades, or centuries. God measures time on a righteous scale. That's what we need to understand. When mankind sins, when our sins become more than he can stomach, then time runs out and judgment comes in. Amen? We see this truth all throughout the Bible. Right in the very first book, the book of Genesis, we read about how this happened in the days of Noah. When man's sins become too much that God can't stomach it anymore, then his judgment and wrath rings in. Time runs out. We saw it in the days of Noah. We see it in the story of of Sodom and Gomorrah. And God's patience is running out once again today. We see it all around us. We see sin just running rampant. And time is soon running out, and God will pour out his wrath and judgment upon those sins. Amen? Skip down to verse 7. For we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we are terrified. You have set our iniquities, our sins, before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. Let me tell you something. It is a fearful thing to be in the hands of an angry God. Amen. One of the greatest sermons ever preached, in my opinion, was titled That Very Thing, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God by Jonathan Edwards. History tells us that when he preached that sermon, there were literal fingernail marks in the pews where people were just hanging on. Word for word when he preached that. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. And that is the collision course that we are on today. And we have to be ready to stand before holy God. 
and give an account of what we've done for our Lord and Savior. Amen. Numbering our days. Look at verse 10. The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years. Yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. We must number our days because our days are numbered. Amen. That's what we need to understand. What this verse is telling us is that God has given us about 70 years on average. Isn't that amazing how old this psalm is? And guess what the average age is? 70 years. For those who are 35, that means you got 35 years to go. For those who are 75... That means you're in overtime, amen? But the point is that our time here is very short. We only have a certain amount of time. We only have an allotted time to fulfill our purpose. To touch others' lives. To serve others. To share the good news of Jesus' love. And to walk uprightly in God's light. Amen? We need to pray every day, Lord, indeed, teach us to number our days. Amen? And here it is, New Year's Eve. That would be a wonderful prayer for us to pray tomorrow morning to start off a new year. Amen? Lord, teach us to number our days. And whatever we encounter, we ask, what will this do to my heart? That is my challenge to each and every one of us this upcoming year. Lord, teach us to number our days.